You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to our broadcast, Taking Territories. And I'm delighted to bring the Word of God to you. We're continuing with our series, Faith in the Power of God. It is important for us to have faith in the power of God. Okay, let me read the scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse 4. This is our text. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4, it says, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So, Paul is speaking here by the Spirit and he's telling us of how he went to Corinth to minister when he went to them. It wasn't just because of, it wasn't, it wasn't just for the eloquence of speech, but he taught, he spoke, but he also uh, demonstrated the power of God. And the reason was so that their faith could be based on the power of God rather than on the wisdom of men. And so, when it comes to the power of God, it's important for us to have faith in God's power. It's important for us to have faith in God's power. Why? Because that's how you are going to access the power. You're going to access the power. Now, faith is not the power of God on its own. The power of God is different but it takes faith for you to connect the power of God it takes faith for you to access that power and it takes faith for you to channel the power to to the situation or the part of your life that requires uh, the power of God to manifest whatever area of your life that requires the, the, the intervention of God re requires the power of God to resolve some issues. You need faith. You need faith. So your faith should be in the power of God. Okay. Your faith should be in the power of God. And let me say this. Uh, man. Man. Discovered electricity. Okay. But electricity has been on the earth for from the beginning really. Electricity has been on the earth, but what happened? Just, just, uh, just years ago, um, years ago, electricity was discovered. All right. Well, it started with static electricity. Different people, different scientists, were playing with static, and they, you know they discovered that there's some power. There was some power, but I think it was Benjamin Franklin, about a hundred years ago or so that, that uh, discovered the connection between lightning and electricity and he was able from that experiment with the kite he was able to come up with some principles and now studies have gone and look now we are having this broadcast you are watching this broadcast thanks to the power of electricity so this can be transmitted all right but guess what? From the beginning, like I said, from the time God made the earth, He put the power on the earth. He put electric power on the earth. It was there. Until man 
discovered until man discovered how to access that power and then how to harness it and channel it to different devices to different homes it, it wasn't God's fault you know God put it there and it was up to man to find out how to utilize it and thankfully we've made progress we've made progress and it's the same with the power of God okay it's the same with the power of God remember when we read uh, from the book of Luke from the book of Luke where Jesus was teaching in the house and the power of God was present to heal the power of God was present but the people didn't get healed only one man got healed the man that Jesus told to to, to rise up take his bed and go home the paralyzed man that was put down through the roof by his friends he was the only one that got healed why because his friends knew how to tap from the power of God that was present already so in the same way the power of God is present even where you are right now but do you know how to access that power you need faith to do that it requires faith okay so I, I, I'm amazed many times at how much uh, believers many of God's children just leave everything and they don't engage their faith and yet they want things to just happen God God has given us his word there are principles here there there are keys to unlocking the power of God there are keys to accessing the power of God there are keys to using your faith to bring the power of God into manifestation in your life and this is what that's what this series is about so that you are equipped with the necessary wisdom the necessary understanding the necessary tools with which to access the power of God and to make it available to you in your life okay so the power of God is here is on the earth remember the Holy Spirit came down Jesus sent the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit has been around he's still around and he is everywhere so the power of God is everywhere because the Holy Spirit is everywhere but he's not manifesting everywhere he's not manifesting everywhere although he's everywhere so we need faith we need faith to to, to make the power to manifest we want to experience the power of God in our lives and I know there are things in your life is there anything in your life that you feel I need the power of God to resolve this matter and remember the power of God can do anything there is there is nothing God cannot do there's nothing God cannot do remember when when the angel Gabriel uh, went to visit Mary to deliver the news to Mary about uh, the, the, the birth of Jesus, the, the angel said to her, with God, nothing is impossible. When Mary asked, how can this be seeing that I know not a man? The angel said, with God, and this, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. He will overshadow you and then you will conceive. It says, with God, nothing is impossible there's nothing impossible with God why because the power of God once the power of God is in manifestation all things are possible all things are possible hallelujah that's awesome that's good news 
and and uh, so I want us to look at a few scriptures. I want us to look at a few biblical examples so that so so that you are equipped. You are equipped with the necessary uh, skill to tap from the power of God. You need that. Okay, let's look at let's look at the example of um, there was a man in uh, Mark chapter ten. Mark chapter ten, blind Bartimaeus. <laughs> yes, it says now they came to Jericho. As they went out of Jericho with his disciples, a, a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus sat by the road begging and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth he began to cry out saying Jesus son of David have mercy on me then many warned him to be quiet but he cried out all the more son of David have mercy on me so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. Alright? And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Incredible. This is, this is a miracle. This is a miracle of healing that took place. But remember that we said when Jesus was on the earth, he was the power of God personified. Okay? He was the power of God personified. Wherever Jesus went, there was power. Power was there. So, blind Bartimaeus, this guy has been blind for, for so many years, and he's begging for, for arms, and he hears that Jesus is coming. Remember, we said faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Alright? Yes. Romans 10, 17. So, this man heard about Jesus. He heard about the power of God manifesting through the ministry of Jesus. Many people, there have been a lot of talk about Jesus. And, and so he heard that Jesus is passing by. There's a multitude. There's a multitude. And this guy hears that Jesus is passing by. Now, there's a multitude. The Bible doesn't tell us about the multitude, what if anyone got healed, but we know about this case. What? The man cried out. The Bible says he cried aloud. He cried out. When people said to him, keep quiet, shut up. He cried them all. <laughs> he cried them all. Why? Because he was the one in need many times. You have a need for God's touch. You have a need for God's miracle in your life. You have a need for God's power in your life. But then you are looking at other people's faces. Instead of looking up to God and crying out to God, you're looking at people's faces and 
uh, people's opinions are determining and regulating your cry to God. Don't allow that to happen. Don't allow that to happen. Okay. So when if you want God, if you need God in your life, you, if you want the power of God to manifest in your life, I want to encourage you to ignore people's opinions and to reach out to God by faith. Reach out to God in faith. This man cried out and said, Son of David, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. There's a lot in that statement. But I'm telling you that this man was not going to be shot. He would not allow anyone to shut his mouth. He needed an intervention in his life. Do you need an intervention in your life? If you need an intervention in your life, you better cry out to him. The same Jesus, the same Jesus who came to Jericho and blind Bartimaeus cried out to, is right there where you are right now. If you will cry out to him, I can assure you that Jesus is ready to touch you. He's ready to touch you. So you, but your call, your cry needs to be a cry of faith. Many people think that God is moved by our tears. Not really. No. It's not tears. It's not the, the tears that got Jesus' attention. No. It wasn't even just the cry. You know. It wasn't the cry. It was the faith in his cry. It was the cry of faith. How do you know that, Pastor? Because Jesus said to him, your faith has made you whole. Alright? Your faith has made you whole. So there was something about his cry. If you are going to cry out to God for help, you have to cry in faith. God responds to faith. He does not respond to need. If God responded to need, all the needs on the earth would be met. So the mistake many people make is that they think that because they have a need, God is obliged to, to meet that need without them participating by faith, without them engaging their faith. No, it doesn't work like that. You need to involve your faith. Your faith needs to be at work. And that's why the enemy does everything to fight your faith. He does everything to weaken your faith. And you need to be aware of the things that, that make your faith weak. The things that make your faith ineffective. Alright? Be aware of those things and you need to deal with those things. So that when you cry, it will be a cry of faith. And not just an emotional cry. Because God does not move by emotions. He is not moved by our emotions. He's moved by faith. Faith. So God is listening, is looking out for faith. If you have faith in the power of God, come on, why don't you just say this? Just say this, say, I believe in the power of God. I believe that God is willing, He is willing to manifest His power in my life. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I believe it, yes, I know. That God wants to do things in your life. He wants to do things in your life. Things that will blow your mind. Things that will, will amaze you. But you need to believe. You need to believe. 
Like I said, electricity has been on the earth all along. All along. Until in the recent, about a century ago, when man now discovered how to harness the power of electricity and use it for energy. But before that, we were only using lamps, you know, candles. That's all man knew for thousands of years. That's what man was using for light, lamps. But now we have electricity. Why? Because man has mastered how to harness the power of electricity. So that's the same with the power of God. The power of God has been here before the universe was created. The power of God is on the earth right now. And we have the Holy Spirit who is even resident on the earth to manifest the power of God. And guess what? You have Christ in you. The power of God. Yes. You have the power of God in you. And if you have the power of God in you, how come it's not manifesting? The reason it's not manifesting is not because God is not willing to show forth His power, but it's because we have not learned how to apply our faith to, to draw that power into our lives and into our situation. Okay? So, uh, blind Matthias called out, he cried out, and, and all the more, he ignored people's rebukes. He ignored people's opinions. If you are going to depend on people's opinions, you will not be able to walk with God in power, I'm telling you. Yeah. So people will have all kinds of things to say, but you need to know what you believe. Know what you are gunning for. <laughs> so far as um, God is concerned, yes. And if God has spoken, then hold on to his word. All right, so the, uh, this man cried out to Jesus. Yes, cried out to Jesus. And Jesus answered him, what do you want me to do for you? So even though this guy gained the audience and attention of Jesus, Jesus didn't just like look at him and then now release the power. No, Jesus still wanted to verify his expectations. He wanted to verify his expectations. So many times you come into God's presence, God still wants to verify your expectation. He wants to verify your expectation. He, the fact that the power is in the house does not mean the power will just now begin to work in your life. You have to be specific about it. Alright? And the blind man said to him, Rabona, that I may receive my sight. This is what I want. Uh, this is what I want the power to do. I don't want the power to do anything else. I want it to, to open my eyes. I want to receive my sight. I remember years ago. Years ago I was, uh, I was, I was part of a crusade. And uh, a friend of mine held a miracle. A healing crusade. And invited me and we were there ministering to people. People were getting healed on that crusade ground. And I'll never forget, I'll never forget, there was this man who was crippled. Um, he was crippled in the crusade. Uh, he came to the crusade and he was crippled. Now, uh, I walked up to him and I asked him, 
What do you want God to do for you? And, and this man said, you know, he said, there are people who are owing me money. I want them to give me my money. Some other people took my truck. I want them to give it back to me. So I prayed for him. I prayed for him and I said, Lord, let this money, let this money that is owed him be released. And let his truck also be released to him. And then I walked away. And I'll never forget the usher who was walking with me uh, on, the, on, the, on the healing line. Said to me, Pastor, but his legs, his legs. Pray for his legs. I said, no. I'm not going to pray for his leg. <laughs> that's not what. That's not his expectation. His expectation was not for healing. His expectation was for material things to be given to him. So I prayed for him, and then walked away. And this usher was so disappointed. Later on, after the crusade, he came to me. He said, Pastor, but why would you do that? Couldn't you see that he was crippled? I said, Yes, I see, and I know that he's crippled. But then I brought him, I brought his attention to this passage. And I said to him, do you realize that Jesus, why did Jesus ask blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus wanted to verify his expectation. So, and thankfully I verified that man's expectation. His expectation was for his truck to be given back to him and for the money that was owed him to be given to him. And guess what? He got the truck. The truck was doing business for him and he was making money from the truck. And, and then his money was given to him, given back to him. You know, the people owing him because I, I confirmed that some, some, uh, some time later after that crusade. And <laughs> you know what the interesting thing? The man has a, a corner where he used to beg. The man went back to that same place and continued begging. Continued to beg. So, but it's, it's according to your faith. It's according to your faith. The power of God does not just move randomly. No. It's available. It's freely available. But there are laws that govern the operation of God's power. You need to have faith in God's power and your faith needs to be specific. It needs to be specific. Like in the case of blind Bartimaeus, it was specific. He said, that I may receive my sight. Okay, so as you are listening to me and watching this broadcast, you need to be specific. What do you want the Lord to do for you? What do you want the power of God to accomplish in your life? Be specific about it. Don't be general when it comes to these things. Okay, it does not work like that. And if you want to leave everything to the sovereignty of God, that's fine. Just leave it and wait. <laughs> when God chooses, He will do it. But if you want something specific, then you need to pay attention to what I'm saying. Okay? Yeah. So this is a good example. Uh, Bartimaeus, this man, this man, uh, he showed us how to get the power of God to manifest in our lives. Yes. You cry 
and you need to be specific you need to go you need to show every consenting voice every consenting opinion you need to show them once you are gunning for something with God the enemy will do all that he can to try to uh, weaken your faith don't listen to him don't give him any attention if you do it wouldn't be God's fault if the power doesn't work for you okay yes so let me give you another example of a, of a man that that uh, experienced the power of God let's look at 2nd Kings 2nd Kings chapter 5 very interesting story now this this is the story of a man by the name of Naaman Naaman was a Syrian general now Naaman was he, he, he was a very good general a very a good warrior and God had used him to deliver his nation went to war many times got many victories the only thing is that he was leprous he was leprous and you know there was a slave girl from Israel from the land of Israel who worked for him and one day the slave girl said look if only my master will go to Israel there's a prophet in Israel there's a prophet in Israel this man he will be healed of this his leprosy you see the lady this the slave girl had faith in the power of God and she had faith in the prophet of God carrying the power of God she had faith in the anointing on Elisha okay so she she now shared that with with her mistress and the mistress now went and told her husband and he decided to he decided to go and meet this um, this prophet all right so he goes to the king let's see uh, let me read let me read verse verse 5 from verse 5 then the king of Syria said go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel so Naaman goes to his king and he tells the king about this situation and about this this prophet that his slave girl his helper his servant um, told him about so he goes to the, his king for permission to, to travel and the king gives him a letter to the king of Israel so he departed and took with him ten talents of silver six thousand shekels of gold and ten changes of clothing and he brought the letter to the king of Israel which said now be advised when this letter comes to you that I have sent Naaman my servant to you that you may heal him of his leprosy <laughs> incredible now the king he is anointed to be king he's not anointed to heal leprosy so uh, and it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes and said am I God to kill and to make a lie that this man sends a man to me uh, to heal him of leprosy therefore please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me so it was when Elisha the man of God heard that the king of Israel tore his clothes that he said to the king saying why have you torn your clothes please let him come to me and he shall know 
But there is a prophet in Israel. I love Elisha. Send him to me. Come on, king. Don't stress yourself. Bring it. Let him come here. Let him come to me. And uh, he will know that there is a God. There is a prophet in Israel. Okay. And uh, so Naaman went with his horses and chariot. And he stood at the door of Elisha's house. He stood at the door of Elisha's house. Okay. And what happened? Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Elisha doesn't even go to the door. <laughs> he doesn't even go to the door. He sends his servant. Go tell him. Guys, go tell him to go and wash in Jordan seven times and then after that he is going to get a brand new skin a brand new skin that's a creative miracle he's going to get a creative miracle the power of God to create a new skin is going to be kicked in it's going to be activated if he goes into the Jordan River and according to the word of the prophet if he would obey that, that's what would happen. Alright. And Nehemiah became furious and went away and said, Indeed. He says, uh, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Can you see? Naaman's problem was that he had he had already figured out how God was going to do it. He has determined, predetermined how God was going to heal him. How Elisha was going to respond to him because of his noble position. Because he's a VIP, obviously. The man of God should just come, recognize that, and then wave his hand, and then speak, and then cleanse him. That's what he wanted. God was not going to do that. God was going to humble him a bit. Yes. So that he could receive this miracle. So he was furious and he went. And he says, I'm not the Abana and the uh, Papa River of Damascus better than the rivers, than the waters of Israel. Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. He went away in rage. Do you know that people leave God's presence in rage? There are people, there are people who come to church and they, you know, they don't experience God's power and they go in offense, they get offended and they blame the pastor, they blame the church for them not receiving a miracle. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that's what Naaman was doing. It's still happening today. People will accuse accuse the, 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 the church of not being anointed. They will accuse the pastor of not being anointed. They will accuse God's children of not being powerful enough. I have heard that many times. I've heard that many times. You know, somebody once said to me, if you were anointed, if you were really walking with God, I would have had my breakthrough by now. Come on. <laughs> Whose responsibility is it to receive the power of God in your life? 
It's not my responsibility. I will teach you the ways of God. I will teach you the word of God. But it is up to you. It's up to you to obey the word. And apply the word. And receive it by faith. That's how it works. So this man was upset. And he walks away. He, he feels that the, 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 the rivers in Israel. Are not as, as, as good as the rivers in Syria. Syria has better rivers. Why can't I bathe in that? But there is no power of God there. There is no power there. Hmm? The power is in the instruction that Elijah gave. That's where the power is. Now if you allow offense in your heart. I'm telling you. You will short circuit the power of God. The power of God does not flow when there is offense. This, this man got offended. And God. God doesn't get moved by that. You, you, you go back and go back and look for who will help you. But as for this particular occasion, God ordained to use Elijah. Yes, God ordained to use Elijah. So he turned away, went away in rage, and his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father. If the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean? He, he didn't give you any serious task. If he had told you, if he had charged you a lot of money, would you not have paid for it? If he had told you to do something complicated, would you not have done it? But now all he's saying is, go and wash and be clean from your leprosy. So he went down. He listened to them. You know, this man, although he was angry, he was offended. He felt, he felt uh, humiliated, you know. Because, and, and, and I think God was also trying to get through to his heart. God was offending his mind to get to his heart. God was trying to get through to his heart. And, and God did get through to his heart. And so he went down. And dipped seven times in the Jordan. According to the saying of the man of God. His flesh was restored. Like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Can you see that? Incredible. Yeah. The man of God says to him. He doesn't even go to him. He sends someone to deliver the message and say, Go and wash yourself in the Jordan River seven times on your skin. You're going to have new skin. And God did a creative miracle. Now, it's not the Jordan. It's not so much. The Jordan is not a mystical river that you go there and then expect to you know, get some some some. A new skin or whatever. No, that was not the point. The point was that he was given divine instruction. Divine instruction. So one of the keys to unlocking the power of God is heeding the instructions of God. What is God saying? What is he saying? Whatever he says to you, do it. Do you remember that? When Mary told them in Cana of Galilee in John chapter 2, when they, in the marriage uh, feast, when they had run out of wine, and Mary went to Jesus and told, told Jesus, 
These people have run out of wine. And Jesus says, what has that got to do with me, woman? <laughs> My hour has not yet come. Then Mary walks up to the people and says, whatever he tells you, just do it. That's the key to the, to the power of God. Obedience. Obedience is key to unlocking the power. It's one of the keys. So if you don't obey and the power is present, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. All right. So obedience is critical when it comes to uh, manifesting and experiencing the power of God. And that was what we see. That's what happened to Naaman. Brand new flesh. That was a creative miracle. Very simple. Very simple. There's nothing complicated to God. Everything is simple to God. So to put a new skin on a grown man. In a moment. God did it. Just go. Enter the river. Come out again. Enter. Come out again. Enter. Come out again. Seven times. By the time he did Seven, the number of completion. And by the time he had entered the, the seventh time and came out, the Bible says his skin was like that of a child. Brand new skin. No need for dermatologists. You know, nothing. No need for any, any medication. Brand new skin. All because he obeyed the word of God. Through Elisha. God spoke through Elisha. So if you're going to experience the power of God. If you're, going to, if you're going to walk and build your faith in the power of God. Your faith needs to be linked to your obedience. Okay? Yes. You need to trust that God's power is able to do whatever it is. That uh, God's word says. Okay. Now how else can we access the power of God? How else? How else? Let's look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. That popular passage. You know. We all know it. You're born again. Romans chapter 10. Verses 9 and 10. He says. If you. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. This is the most powerful miracle. This is the greatest miracle and the miracle of salvation. Look at how simple it is. Look at how simple it is for God to recreate a new spirit in you. Look at how simple it is for God to take you from the kingdom of darkness where you've been, you've been held hostage because of the sin of Adam. The whole of humanity, the whole of humanity was, was, was left in, uh, in sin and subject to, to, to bondage, subject to, to the authority of Satan. Okay, 
subject to the authority of Satan. But guess what? All you needed to do, you didn't need to do any works. No, you didn't need to do any works. It's just the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith. The hearing of faith is what it took. Alright? So I want you to know that if you're going to experience the power of God, if you're going to walk and exercise faith in the power of God, you need to also remember that with the heart man believes. Your heart is important. Your heart is important when it comes to when it comes to uh, the power of God. It's important. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. If you would do that, you will see the power of God. The power of God is readily available. If you don't experience it, it's because you are in the dark so far as the power is concerned. So far as how to access the power is concerned, you are in the dark. It means you don't know the ways of God yet. So, so far as this power is concerned. Okay. Now, let me read this scripture in closing in Luke chapter 24. Alright. But still speaking of the heart. Because if your heart is not right, you cannot experience the power of God. You need to have the right heart. You, they, 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 there was a heart condition that led to your salvation. It's a particular heart condition. Okay? Yeah. So you need to have the right heart condition in order to experience salvation. But now, look at this. In Luke chapter 24, this was after the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus was walking. There were some of his disciples walking on the road to Emmaus. And, and they were so... They were so down. They were, they were talking among themselves, you know. And as they were talking, the Bible says, uh, verse verse fifteen of Luke twenty-four. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus Himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were restrained, so they did not know Him. And He said to them. What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Why are you so sad? What kind of conversation is this? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And Jesus said to them, What things? And they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed and word. Notice that, mighty indeed and in word. Before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all these things, this is the third day since these things happened. And, you know, uh, there, there was, uh, let, let me skip to verse 25, okay, to save time. Verse 25. Now, they, they are saying, look, some women even say that they, they, they saw him, they went to the tomb, uh, sorry, they saw, they went to the tomb and he wasn't there. 
and, 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 and so on. And they said they, they had vision of angels that said to them that he's alive. And Jesus said to them, verse 25, all foolish ones are slow of heart to believe in all the prophets. All that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Should the Christ, isn't it that the prophets have prophesied about the suffering of Christ before he enters into glory? And then beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them all the scriptures and the things concerning himself. But the point I want to pick here is he called them, he says, all foolish ones and slow of heart to believe. That is a critical situation. Slow of heart to believe. Many times people don't have faith in the power of God. Jesus had told his disciples, I'm going to die and I will come back on the third day. And you know, these people did. And even though they heard the woman telling them that Jesus had risen, they met an angel who told them there was reason. Why do you seek the living among the dead? You know, they, this woman shared their stories, but these people still could not believe these men. What is wrong with you? Why are you so dense to believe? Why can't you? Why is your heart slow to believe? Right now, I declare in the name of Jesus that your heart will be quick to believe. You want to be one of those that are quick to believe God. You want to be, you don't want to be slow to believe. Be quick to believe so that you can experience the power of God. Yes, I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for you. Lord, I pray for my brother, my sister. Lord God, I come against every hardness of heart. I come against every hard condition that limits their belief in you, that limits faith in you, faith in your power. I break that right now. I ask for the spirit of understanding to be poured out, Lord God, on everyone listening to me right now. To understand your power, to understand the operations of your power, to understand how to activate and access your power by faith. Lord, let it be released over there. In the name of Jesus. Lord my God, whatever it is that the enemy is introducing to weaken their faith, to render their faith ineffective, I ask in the name of Jesus, I block those things right now. Grant them the wisdom to know and to be able to identify what the enemy is doing. All the enemy's tricks, let them be exposed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Uh, if you want to give your life to Jesus, if you're not born again and you want to receive Jesus into your heart, if you can just pray this prayer with me, then I'll pray for you after that. Okay, just to receive him into your heart. Say, dear God, repeat this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. He died and rose on the third day to give me life. 
I receive that life by faith. Jesus, come into my heart and make me a new person. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you for forgiving my sins, making me a new person. I receive you by faith in my life. I put my trust in you for salvation. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Father, I pray. I pray for my brother, my sister, watching right now. And I've prayed this prayer. I ask for your kingdom to manifest in their lives. A new creation. Let it be activated in their spirit. Hallelujah. Declare their sins forgiven. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Now, before we go, if you are watching and you're trusting God, maybe in a particular area of your life, I want to pray for you. Okay? Just join your faith with mine right now. And I ask, Father, for your power to be released in your people right now. Whatever your people are believing you for, Lord God, I release my faith. I put my, I put my faith, oh God, out there with them. Trust for manifestation of your power in their lives. To the sick, I declare you healed in the name of Jesus. Let needs be met supernaturally in the name of Jesus. Let faith arise. Let the power manifest in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, thank you so much. I want to pray for you. You want to give your offering, or if you have given already, I also want to pray for you. Let's trust God. Trust God to move. There is a power that 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 um, that works in the area of finances. Remember, Bible says, "Remember the Lord your God, for it is He that gives you power to 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 make wealth, power to make wealth." That he may establish his covenant. So there is a power in the wealth arena. I want to release that over you. Father God, let that power be released. As your people give, as your people support your work, let the power be released, oh God, in their lives. Right now, I ask for, Father, for supernatural wisdom, oh God, for wealth creating ideas, for opportunities to come, for doors to open, for increase in their lives. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you real good. Please share this with your friends and your family. We're back again, same time, same, same place. <laughs> bless you real good. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.